Our last event is the North China Open. The biggest uh, interesting war event I think we've had in China so far being held in the... I'm going to say it wrong, but I apologize, but I'm going to try. The Taiwan uh, District in Shanxi in China. Uh, so there we go. Uh, and then uh, we have got two fours and a draw. Two fours and a draw, uh, which is really good. So we've got James Blow and Makram El Shaggy. Uh, and then James Blow was running Daughters of Cain in Xanthakai. And then Makram was running Seraphon Fangs of Sotek. The Daughters of Cain Xanthakai list was a Slaughter Queen on Cauldron of Blood, a Shadow Queen, some Blood Sisters. I think it's two units of 10 Blood Sisters, a unit of Witch Elves, and then two units of Heart Renders and the Heart of Fury in there as well. So Marathi, Slaughter Queen on Cauldron Blood, and then some Blood Sisters to do some combat fighting, which is very cool. We talked about Daughters of Cain already when we did the tier list. I talked about how many battle tactics they can score. They've always got a fight over the primary. They battle over the primary really well by just murdering stuff, which is cool. And the Seraphon Starborn list has got Croak, Skink Starseer, Slan Starmaster, a Skink Starseer, Star Priest, and then a bunch of Skinks and a Saurus Guard, and then Chronomantic Cogs, Malevolent Maelstrom, and Suffocating Grave Tide. So a classic copy and paste list uh of the lords of celestial resonance space folder staff on a slan so you know our classic kind of like cookie cutter not copy and paste sorry cookie cutter list that we get for seraphon which is cool right that brings us to the end of the show which is very exciting thanks to rob again uh for putting all that info together for me 174 players this week across australia china usa and england which is really really fun um what's back well gits are back i guess but um that's important to talk about gits are back but i did already say in the tier list and i'm sure i've shown you guys this already shown in the tier list i think gits are up there in that s category they're up there with sob like grave lord seraphon and corn all of whom have taken out our top sport spots over the week so far as well uh, it's interesting kind of that ongoing meta conversation we've had about battle tactics being pretty much confirmed by armies that can do well so they're scoring all their battle tactics and their grand strategy. So now it's all about fighting on the primary. I thought it might be about denying the primary. I really enjoy that Phil and a couple of other people's solution this week is just to murder everyone on the primary. Therefore, you can't score if you don't have models. That's a really interesting kind of place for us to go. That puts us in an aggro meta. Aggro metas are normally low drops and lots of output. We have been in a bit of a DPT meta, so a damage per turn meta with things like zombies and also things like OCR Bone Reapers, where they're like, can you do enough damage? Uh, which I think is fun. So that's been going on. Uh, and now we're in this new aggressive metal. Or we might be. This is only this week's results. Every week's results change week to week. So uh, like, it's just an ongoing conversation. We're just working out what's been happening. There we go. Hope you've enjoyed the video. Hope you've enjoyed uh, the meta-analysis that I do every week. Uh, next week's stat show will be late because I'll be traveling back from the USA. But I will be playing Warhammer this weekend. Uh, even if it's just a game, I'll either be streaming some Warhammer or playing some Warhammer. One of those things. But I'm going to be having a wonderful time, uh, and uh, th which is what Warhammer is. hope everyone who had an event or ran an event had a great time, and any future events going to go well. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being on Swaggin. Our largest event this week and pretty famous event the london grand tournament the lgt famous as being england's largest 40k event we do have a side event of age of sigma and there were 82 of england's finest 
and also people from Norway, uh, people over from France, people over from Italy to battle it out on the top tables. However, thankfully, if you are a big England fan, Phil Marshall wasn't letting any of those people take away the crown and secured himself the big 5-0. However, France also jumped over with a 5-0. This pretty traditional English warfare where France and England kind of draw uh, pretty much at the top end, uh, which is interesting. So two 5-0s from this event. Uh, Phil Marshall with his Gloomfight Gits and then Michael Attlee, although you will know him as Milladin from Team France with his Soul Black Gravelords of Rycross Dynasty. And they couldn't be much more different. And actually, the results really show that as well. So what we do in Age of Sigmar, if you don't know, just really recap really quick. It's win-loss draw. So you win a game, you get a win. But how much you beat your opponent by is called the differential. Now, there's a quite interesting, if you look at it, so Milladin has a 12, so basically, if you draw, it's a 10-10, and the slimmest win is an 11-9. So Milladin's wins were a 12, and then four 11s, so four 11-9s, because he was playing a much more defensive list that scores, and it scores consistently, but it doesn't, like, absolutely delete your opponent's ability to score. In Age Sigma right now, a lot of armies are scoring consistently. They're scoring points for themselves. So you're winning an event. Milladin's a good example. Or you're winning your games, but you're winning by the thinnest margin. You're getting your 28 points, and it doesn't matter if your opponent gets, like, 26 points because you'll still win. However, Phil's version, uh, which I'll talk about the list in a second, if you look at Phil's results on the differential, it was 17, 14, 13, 13, 14. So he was crushing it. Like, and he was stopping his opponents from scoring. So he was shutting down their ability to score, specifically by deleting their entire army. So it's quite interesting right now, because this has been the meta conversation I've been talking about for a few months on the stat show, where you have to battle on the primary, or if you want to score, if you want to win big and also win the event. And the reason Phil was kind of like a higher placing, I guess, than Milladin was because his army stops his opponent's army from scoring and in some ways i actually think that that's a better game because in that way you're actually fighting i mean it's a real question as whether or not the army is too good and then it just destroys your opponent's army too easily therefore it doesn't feel like much of a game but like there's a really good meta conversation to be had there about gaming about scoring about battle tactics it's been a constant conversation i've been having for a few weeks anyway Let's move on and look at the list, but it's a really good chat. We could have more in context later. Uh, Okay, good. Right, so let's look at Phil's list. Now, Phil's in the chat right now. Lucky to have Phil in the chat. Uh, Lucky to consider Phil a friend. Great person. Um, He Now, before we talk about this, Gloomsmite Gits are definitely a very good army, uh, and I have ranked them in the S tier of armies, along with Korn, along with Seraphon, um, and along with... Oh, who was the other army i put in there i forgot uh soul black grave lords yes which is the other 5-0 um because they're just they're just they're just built to fuck and that's that's what phil did he just brought them he was like i'm gonna come and ruin someone's life so he brought a gloom spike gets list jaws of mork a web spinner shaman a madcap shaman a scrag rot and then the squig boss with nash the squig and he had the clammy hand on as his command trait and then he'd taken hoarfrost twice which is really important because he'd also taken the moon faced momit as well as an artifact. So Moonface Moment reduces your save down by one. Hoarfrost on a unit to also add to the rend on a unit means that 
you're just not getting an armor save. And then 15 Boingrot Bounders, which will delete pretty much anything in the earth. And then 36 Squig Herd, which will also delete pretty much anything in the earth. And then 6 Sneaky Snufflers and 2 units of 5 Boingrot Bounders. So what you do is you just send everything, destroy everything, and then if some of your stuff dies, don't forget, you've got, uh, not on the Squig Herd, but on the Boingrots, you've got a, a rally, a 4-up rally. Um, then what you do is you just bring half of them back and send it again. Pretty easy. Uh, then there's Gobble Palooza in the list as well. Uh, it was a four drop. So just send it and send it hard. And that's the list. Uh, and Phil did great. Uh, he played some really great players and uh, he did really well. So important to note, Phil's also an excellent player um, and he was playing a very excellent list. So uh, it's no surprise to me that uh, he did so well. Congrats to him. Sobright Grave Lords uh, being played by Milladin. This is our other 5 0. Again, I've watched Milladin play on the top table. Um, uh, one of my favourite games of Warhammer I've watched this year so far was when he played uh, Worlds against Vlad with Vlad's Corn Army. Phenomenal game. I got a lot of time for Milladin. I think he's an amazing player. Um, and he was running Vrycross Sob like Grave Lords. He got a Necromancer, two Necromancers, uh, Belladama Volga, and then Gorslav the Gravekeeper. Gorslav the Gravekeeper in. Uh, normally, you can't have an artifact on a unique character. However, in Vrycross Dynasty uh, and in some of the new armies of renown, you are able to do that. And he's taken the 5-up Ward Aura. And then it's 60 zombies, 40 zombies, 20 zombies for a total of 120 zombies. 20 skeletons and two lots of 10 direwolves, um, which is really good. And just uh, really solid. Loads of wounds in this list. Uh, the app doesn't tell you, but quick math uh, on this is that there's 180 wounds. 180 wounds here, which can have a 5-up ward save. Obviously, those slain units can also be returned. Also, you can add another unit into this army as well. Scores battle tactics pretty well. And then, obviously, does the primary very, very well. Um, but 206 wounds. Thanks, Hazel, in the chat for working out for me. 206 wounds with a 5-up ward save. And then the thing you got to remember is you're going to bring those units back at half strength when they die. Um, so, effectively, uh, you know, 206 wounds means it's actually... You know, you add another 100 and 103 wounds on or something silly. It's not quite that, but it's like that. And uh, it just holds the objectives really, really well. Great list. Um, continues to be an S-tier build. Uh, played by an excellent player. But important to remember um, that, that that differential in the win. Because that's, that's a good thing to note. Yeah, Milladin was winning very, very finite. Like, his score was very low. And that mainly is because he can't really reach out and affect the enemy army. You maybe would see something like that with like a double dragon list where it definitely could affect the opponent's army more, but it doesn't have a, a more a more guaranteed path to victory like this, which is important. So massive congratulations to both those two players. Wonderful people. Hope they had a great time. Are only four and a draw. Just so close, so close to the 5-0 bracket. The four and the draw is the lovely Brent Evans uh, from Corrupted Dice. Uh, I hear he likes long romantic walks along... Uh, the river in London, um, and an occasional pilate. He was running Carriage and Overlords in Barrack Urbaz. He had an Aether Chemist, an Aether Navigator, an Arcanaut Admiral. Then he had 15 Grunstruck Thunderers, two lots of 10 Arcanaut Company, and then an Arcanaut Ironclad. Now, you're thinking, Rob, Where's the other unit of 15 Thunderers? Well, he elected not to take the other unit of 15 Thunderers and straight swapped it for Gotreko Gunrinson. Uh, some may know him from the Realm Slayer books um, and also for being a tiny badass. So he's out there running on objectives, fighting. He definitely owns one circle, fights on it, 
the OG incarnate. Thank you, Sophia Kittens, in the chat. And then 15 Thunderers are just shooting your face off around the board, uh, which is very cool. I like that. I think Gotrek's got a massive place in the game at the moment. There's lots of units that are like, <laughs> you can't beat me. An order of access to a 480-point monster that will delete stuff, right? He's the incarnate of dwarfs, exactly. So he's really good, and well done to Brent uh, for a smashing result. Looking at the 4-1 bracket, the top of the 4-1 bracket, wonderful human being. Straight off of his 5-0 last week with Nurgle, uh, going 4-1 uh, this uh, at this event with his Slaves of Darkness, Knights of the Empty Throne, only losing one game on a very last dice roll against Owen Jackson. Owen with maybe the toughest strength of schedule at any event ever. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, but Givadel with his Slaves to Darkness over from Norway. Um, and he's running Knights of the Empty Throne, Chaos Sorcerer Lord, Bellacor, Chaos Lord and Demonic Mount, Varangard, Varangard, the Unmade, and then 10 Chaos Chosen. And we have seen this already in the meta. I think this is becoming one of those things that's quite popular. It's this unit of Brawler Chosen versus just out-and-out -out Damage Chosen. So with the Mark of Corn, obviously you get all those extra attacks. And previously, we used to see kind of like Chosen. Maybe they were put across a bridge, or maybe they were given a different mark. Um, but in this case, they're now just being used to just hold a portion of the board and you do not want to fight them it's really tough to get rid of them with the eroding icon they're minus one to wound uh because of being mark of nurgle and then the eroding icon means they ignore the first pip of rend if you give them a mystic shield and all that defense they're effectively plus one save ignoring rend two and they're minus one to wound which is pretty stunning on that already three up save uh which is really good they're a little bit susceptible to mortal wounds and then they are just giving you a good kick in in a fight especially thanks to demonic power um from the chaos sorcerer lord then you've got um uh, the varangard which obviously with the mark of corn in a unit of three and a unit of six and so you've just got hammer and anvil just the hammer is those Varangard and the Anvil are those chosen. It's great to see it. It's super cool. And then Bellacor. So you go in, and then Bellacor shuts down one of the other major threats, and then some of the hammers go in, uh, and then it all just kind of becomes really, really fun. So love that. Love that. That's very good. Um, love that. So then we have a Eumetric list, which is quite interesting. Um, and this has got a Sonari Calligrave, Avalonor, and the Light of Altharian. And then five Stone Guard, ten Wardens, and five Dawn Riders. And then four Star Shard Ballistas and an Alarith Spirit of the Mountain. Now, don't forget, since the recent FAQ update, uh, both Avalonor and the Alarith Spirit of the Mountain are ignoring Rend. Well, they're reducing your Rend by two, uh, which, obviously, with things like All Out Defense, Mystic Shield, and also Finest Hour, obviously, you can't do that on the Spirit of the Mountain, but you can do that on Avalonor. Uh, that means that they are very tough to get rid of. Very tough. Uh, and then you've got things like uh, the uh, Stone Guard who are ignoring that as well. And you've got a lot of long-range shooting in the Ballistas as well. It's one of the things that actually, if you do look at the Lumineth book, it can be fairly slow unless uh, you are at the back of the board just gunning stuff down and making your opponent have to come to you as well. So those Ballistas are coming in at very, very cheap 120 uh, at the moment. And then the Light of Altharian obviously picked up massive popularity since its uh, tournament-winning performance at the World Championships earlier in the year. So it's just good to see that. Really, really good. Really, really good. And then finally, uh, Hazel in the chat um, with her 4-1 Sharks, straight off a 5-0 victory with the Sharks. She's run Eidneth Deepkin with an Ishran Tidecaster. This is all on the Futhwan sub-faction. And a Knight Encanter. And then 9-9, count if you've got nothing to do, Alapexes. So 9 Sharks, 1 Turtle in the list she's named all of the units making it narrative and cool 
uh, which we like. So no one can say she's not a narrative Warhammer player, uh, but only hitting the 4-1 spot on a hilariously losing the f first game. So her Eidnethikin army was a submarine. It's just, that's just great. The other four ones, we have Benjamin Fluder, again over from Norway, running OCR Bone Reapers, Noel Myriad, Catacross Bone Shaper, Soul Mason, 30 Mortec Guards, 6 Mortis Guard, 5 Death Riders, and a Gothazar Harvester. And if this list seems similar, it's a list that went 5-0 in Norway last week. Incredibly difficult to deal with. We've already talked about Mortec Guard being a pivot away from two units, 6 of Mortis Guard. There's a unit of six still in there as well. You get all that healing and recursion into the uh, Mortec Guard. So they're very, very popular and they're very active. So uh, that's brilliant. Uh, then we've got Davy Sabo. Now, Davy Sabo, Sabo is apparently a Belginian over from Belgium. And he was on Stormcast Eternals, Hammers of Sigmar. And I do not know what this man is doing. This man is blowing my mind. He's running a Lord Arcanum on Griff Charger in 2023. A Celestant Prime, it's fine, it's a good choice. Uh, he's Lord of Carnival Griff Charger, by the way. He's got Master of Magic, Mirror Shield, uh, and then Hoarfrost as well. It's got Hoarfrost. So he took Hoarfrost, and he's then got two Dracothian Guard, no, sorry, three units of two Dracothian Guard Tempesters, right? And then two units of three Evocators on Celestial Dracolines, and two units of three Vanguard Paladors. Now, leading up to this event, apparently. Apparently, um, apparently, he was on a 39-win streak with this list. And I do not know what to say about this. He's running MSU Stormcast, so multiple small units. Units that you never see, like Evocators on Celestial Dracolines. I've only ever seen one person in the world running Paladors. So, this is crazy. Absolutely crazy, uh, is all I'm going to say. And I don't know how he did it. It's that simple. Davey. If you want to message me, let me know. That sounds great. Uh, congratulations. Uh, so well done to him. And then Dan Arnold, my man, with the Stormdrake Guard list, uh, doing a little bit of the European push it all in and murder everything. He's got Stormcast Eternals list with Astral Templars, Lord Celestian, and a Lord, sorry, two Lord Castellants, sorry, uh, who obviously given out plus one save, to the two units of four Stormdrake Guard. And then there's a two units of Vanquishers and a unit of Vanguard Hunters for holding objectives. So it's just a a, done, a ton of dragons flying across, dropping a load of fire, doing a load of combat. Everyone goes home, right? It's good, it's strong, amazing. Uh, so well done to them. Our final two four ones is Mr. Owen Jackson with a really tough strength schedule and Benjamin Sava with his Soulblight Grave of Lords Legion of the Night. Owen Jackson with his Beast of Chaos throwing a Great Brave Shaman and a Doomball all in the Dark Walker sub-faction. However, the Doomball wasn't the general, which is kind of the mix-up we're seeing here. Two lots of 10 Ungor, two lots of, one lot of 20 Ungor Raiders, one lot of 10 Ungor Raiders, and then two lots of six Bulgors. One unit of six Beasts of Chaos Sangre Enlightened, and then a Cockatrice. This is quite a departure from the Doom Ball as the general and the nine Bulgors. And instead, this is two units of six and a unit of Beasts of Chaos Zangor Enlightened to really mix up how the army plays. So it's quite different, uh, very, very different. And Owen was saying in the chat that having his Great Brace Shaman be the general unlocked his ability to score his Grand Strat from spellcasting Savant every time. Because you've got to deal with everything else. And the Great Brave Shaman is probably going to survive right till the end, which is great. Love that. And then Benjamin Sava with Soul Black Grave Lords Legion of the Night was running Nagash 
a vampire lord and a necromancer and then 40 zombies 20 zombies two lots of three velvets and a corpse cart so just uh oh, two ender spells umbral spell portal and suffocating grave tide uh so a really really good list feel like it probably uh hits that block when it does hit the big wound cap at the end uh but nagash being able to shut down spells being able to hand us stuff off um as well as being a combat monster doing okay in the combat phase uh being very very effective um is very good uh, and is great that's everything at the lgt hope everyone had a wonderful time um and yeah that's it loads of love to everyone bye our next event is the crucible 2023 aos gt over in florida orlando uh that's just from the book of mormon great musical if you've never seen it organized by carl rower also just want to take a moment to shout out russ who organized the lgt that was in England at the last event. I realised I didn't start the intro for that event with me introing him. So just thanks for running that event, Russ. Thanks to Carl for running this event and everyone for running any event. It's being held in the Hilton uh, in Orlando, Florida. And while, like, obviously it's Florida, it's nice, you know, unless you're gay. Uh, and then, but it looks like a nice place. The Hilton, bit fancy, I think, for a Warhammer event. Whew. Whew. Anyway. Anyway, you had 44 of Florida's most aggressive Warhammer players ready to battle it out here at the event. And um, Zachary Shin of the Weapons of Mass Intoxication won the event with his Soulblight Gravelords, Vrycross Dynasty. I know what you're thinking, ah, oh, Vrycross. Oh my god, of course, have the Gravekeeper, loads of zombies. Ugh. Guess what? Zachary's not taking any of your shit. Nagash in his Vicross Soulblight Gravelords list. Vampire Lord in there as well, with Shaman of the Chilled Lands as his command trait, so he knows all the spells. Still does have the Orphan Carney Phylactery as well, but like we can ignore that. And then 30 Skeletons, two lots of 10 Direwolves. He's got the Eighth of the Void Pendulum and the Umbral Spell Portal, so he's doing tons of Mortal Wounds, and he's also trying to lift big models uh, with... He's, he's actually got quite a few ways of lifting big models. He can do Blizzard from his Vampire Lord, and get rid of a big model. He can hand a dust off another big model, which is pretty good. And the Aether Void Pendulum is going to do loads of damage. That's cool. But then, as if Nagash wasn't enough, he's got a unit of Mimron Banshees, which is interesting. And obviously they've got a great ability to shut down enemy spells as well. So he's also got spell protection in his Nagash list, which is crazy. And then three Felbats in the list as well, which is great. So he went 5-0. Great, great work on him. And then Chris Kennedy get ready from the gulf coast gorillas with his gloom spike gears list you're thinking gloom spike gears okay jaws of mork yeah not in this america not in this florida okay gloom spike gets bad snatches already shocking a fungoid cave shaman a fungoid cave shaman uh, with hand of gork and itchy nuisance a dank hole trog boss as is tradition with the loon skin and the glowy house and then a web spinner shaman with rupture and then MSU Fellwaters, so one unit of Fellwaters, two units of Rockets, all threes, a unit of minimum Moonclan Shooters, and he's got two units of those, and a unit of Moonclan Stabbers, and you're like, wow, all MSU. And then an Elguzzler Gargant, Mangler Squigs, unmounted, and the Gobblepalooza, with Scuttle Tide and the Geminids to knock it all off. So obviously, like this is pretty good because he can do gits operate around their loon shrine, and that's where they're stronger. And being able to take the stabbers means that you can kind of contest an objective from far enough away because you can contest from nine that your opponent has to get further away from the objective to fight you and contest you, which puts you in good counter charge range. But he hasn't taken anything 
in here, which is um, a big power piece. So it looks like he'll be relying on Itchy Nuisance, which is strike last on a unit, so that he could then hit it with everything all at the same time. I love that, right? I love that. That's great. What an amazing two lists coming out of the Crucible 2023 AOS GT. Can't wait to talk about the four ones. Looking at the four ones, we've got Ryan Lavoy with his Stormcast Eternals Knight Excelsior list, Benjamin Foltz with his Blades of Corn list, Jonathan Rerichter with his Soulblight Grave Lords Legion of Blood list, MEP with his Stormcast Eternals Hallowed Knights, which I do rate as a five-star list. Let's look at those lists, shall we? Um, the Stormcast Eternals list in Stormkeep is my favorite list. It's a list I'm actually going to run next weekend. It's a Knight's Excelsior list, which makes the... Um, uh, which makes the God, what they call Annihilator's Battle Line. And then there's Lord Imperitant with a Command Trait Shock and Awe and the Artifact Arcane Tome. Then four, sorry, five Knight Velexas with Meteoric Standard. But if you do happen to just have the Banner of Apotheosis from the Dominion Box, you can use that as well. That's fine. No one's ever going to mention it. Then five units of three Annihilators with Shields and Hammers. And then two units of three annihilators with meteoric grand hammers and then a unit of aether wings so the whole army can start in the sky well not the whole army all of the annihilators can start in the sky you drop 5d3 mortal wounds to everything within six inches of uh, a point on the board once per battle then you drop everyone down they do more mortal wounds and then they all charge in great list absolutely love that list can't wait to put this weekend the blaze of corn list had scarbrand bloodthirster and sense of rage and a wrath of corn bloodthirster that's actually really important to coalesce kind of all those major threats normally we've talked about this with corn lists normally you just get the wrath of corn bloodthirster and one list one kind of like power piece that it pushes around normally it's scarbrand sometimes it's 20 blood warriors sometimes it's 20 blood letters you know stuff like that in this case what they've done is overloaded his threat so you've got um scarbrand and the bloodthirst of incense and rage in there as well and then you've got some uh battleline blood reavers some flesh hounds but he's also put bellacor in the list which i think is uh which i think is quite interesting oh the unfed is a good one. Oh yeah okay and then finally soulblight grave lords not finally but soulblight grave lords legion of blood necromancer vampire lord vengori lord neferata um and then 30 death skeletons 10 direwolves 10 direwolves 20 graveguard and four mimron banshees uh in the list so this is just good the 20 grave guards still putting in that work Neferata is very very good uh especially if you want to put her spell on the vengo lord uh which is pretty good i think i think the vengorian lords are amazing at 300 points at the moment because they've got the hunger which i think is good as well and then our stormcast eternals list is Gardas, lord impuritan two units of vindicators a unit of liberators and then gotrek and then a unit of six annihilators with uh, shields and hammer and another unit of six with shields and hammer and then a unit of retributors as well absolutely brilliant brilliant stuff uh loads of got trek in there two units of 18 wounds on a two up armor save that you got to deal with while you're also dealing with got trek some castigators in there like no one has done that apart from that one guy took a million castigators uh which is amazing so just great stuff great stuff looks like an amazing event Hope everyone had a great time. Let's love. Our next event takes us to Australia over at Emerald Obbies over in Queensland. So, Dan, if you want to get in. Oh, sorry about that. I was trying anyway for the entertainment value. Anyway, in Queensland, great place. Emerald Hobbies, wonderful little place right next to Pets Domain, which is solid. Uh, and this event was organized by uh, Emerald Hobbies, the store. 
Uh, there's 16 players playing at their event. That's, yeah, 16 players playing at their event. And the winning player was Lachlan Hall with his Gloom Spike Gits army. That's right, they're back. He's got a King's Gits army with a Dankhold Trog Boss, a Madcap Shaman, another Madcap Shaman, six Fall Waters, three Fall Waters, two lots of 20 Moon Clans, and six Rock Guts. And then he had two units of five Loon Smash Fanatics and Spore Spatter Fanatics as well. I've got to say, I'm really impressed at the moment with the Loon Smasher Fanatics. I think they're a really good option for helping stop Alpha Strikes, especially with the Moon Clan Stabbers. Just like I talked about earlier, the ability to make them hold objectives and then trade off and then still make something like the, um, the Fanatics pop out and cause a real issue before your hammer units of Fell Waters come in is really good. I think that's a really great list. So shout out to Lachlan. And then in second place, and in a 4-1 bracket, Leon Sucklin from Townsville. And he's running Sons of Behemoth. I won't hold that against him. In Breaker Tribe. He's got a Gatebreaker, another Gatebreaker, a third Gatebreaker, and a fourth Gatebreaker. And he's named all of the Gatebreakers. One of them's called Clapper of Cheeks Creek. The other one's called Desestra of Thick Boulders. The other one's called Banger of Rump Mountains. And the last one is Struggle Snuggler of Tush Hills. I think this man might love booties. That's all I'm going to say. I hope everyone over at uh, Emerald Hobbies had a great time. Shout out to everyone in Oz. I hope you had a good time.